Good morning, and welcome to the Joy in the Morning. This is Aaron Harris, pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street. We hope this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with the song entitled, Yes I Believe. Yeah. 
One night, unable to sleep, Sir Evan Nepian, under Secretary of State for the British Home Department, tossed about restlessly until two in the morning when he decided to take a walk. Without any special purpose in mind, he entered his office and on a table saw the book of orders from the day. He began to page through it absent-mindedly, when suddenly his eyes rested in an official notice. Several counterfeiters who had been sentenced to death on the very day that was dawning had been reprieved, and he began to wonder whether the official notice had reached the jail in York. Since he could not find an acknowledgment that the order staying the execution had been sent, he hurried to the home of the chief clerk, aroused him from his sleep, and learned that he, too, was uncertain whether the reprieve had been sent. Together they hastened to the residence of the crown clerk. It was about four in the morning now, and hurrying as best as they could, they came to his house just as he was starting for a holiday trip and learned that he had forgotten to send the reprieve, which was locked up in his desk. That life-or-death document was quickly secured and entrusted to a special post office messenger, who, hurrying to the York jail at top speed, reached there just as the doomed men were being driven to their execution. They were literally saved in the last moments of the last hour. Persistent as Sir Evan's efforts were in saving the condemned prisoners, how much more marvelous is the Savior's mercy in granting our release from the eternal punishment of hell. There is no delay or mistake in Christ's plan for our salvation. There is no neglecting or forgetting the pledge of pardon he sealed for us with his own blood on the cross. He loved us from the beginning and constantly, with love, watches over us. By grace, the crucified Son of God grants everlasting deliverance from death and hell. Won't you accept his offer of salvation today? Listen now as Scott DeLozer sings for us this beautiful song, East to West. drowning in your sea of forgetfulness the chains of yesterday surround me I yearn for peace and rest I don't want to end up where you found me and it echoes in my mind keeps me awake tonight I know you've cast my sin as far as the east is from the and I stand before you now as though I've never sinned. But today I feel like I'm just one mistake away from you leaving me this way. Jesus, can you show me just how far the east is from the west? Because I can't bear to see the man I've been. Rising up in me again In the arms of your mercy I find rest Cause you know just how far the east is From the west From one scarred hand to the other Time again, your truth is drowned out by the storm I'm in. 
Today I feel like I'm just one mistake away from you leaving me this way. Jesus, can you show me just how far the east is from the west? Because I can't bear to see the man I've been rising up in me again. In the arms of your mercy, I find rest. Because you know just how far the east is from the west. One scarred hand to the other I know you've washed me white Turned my darkness into light I need your peace to get me through To get me through this night I can't live by what I feel But by the truth your word reveals I'm not holding on to you But you're holding on to me You're holding on to me. Jesus, you know just how far the east is from the west. I don't have to see the man I am. You're rising up in me again. In the arms of your mercy, I find rest. You know just how far the east is from the west. From one scarred hand to the other. One scarred hand to the other. God hand to the other. You're listening to Join the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at this same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook, Sunday 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.outtunabible.org or visit our YouTube channel, Just Search Outtuna Bible Church. Also, we are on the Johnstown and Outtuna Access Channels 9 and 14. There are services available on local radio stations on a Sunday at 11 a.m., 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at 814-942-2131. Listen now as Nancy McClellan plays for us on the piano this beautiful song entitled, His Eye is on the Sparrow.
man visiting Paris bought a bottle of perfume and brought it home to his wife. The perfume was very expensive and in a beautiful bottle. His wife was delighted and used it freely. Even after the perfume was all used up, she kept the bottle on her dresser to impress friends. They came into her room and exclaimed, Oh, how wonderful! This perfume is divine! In time, an affair came up at, at which the women longed to have some of this expensive perfume to wear. But the bottle was empty, so she put a handkerchief in the bottle and closed it. Enough of the perfume was left to give a faint fra fragrance to the handkerchief. But after that, all the scent was gone, except for a slight odor around the bottle to convince visitors that it had been the real thing. And her friends still exclaimed over the perfume when they saw the bottle. Many people in the Bible-believing church are like that. They no longer have the fragrance of Christ about them. Their bottle is empty. A preacher told this story one time in a sermon, and at the close of the meeting, as he walked down the street to his hotel, he found himself behind some folks who had been at the service and were discussing it. One said, I like the story he told about the perfume bottle, because it reminded me of a very expensive perfume that Frank bought me from Paris. It is a beautiful bottle, but I have never broken the seal. It sits right there on my dresser, and the light shines through it. It is a beautiful amber. The preacher increased his pace so that he was walking right alongside of them, and when he broke into the conversation, they recognized him immediately and laughed to think that he had overheard them. But the preacher said, Don't you see that the perfume was given to you to use? What an illustration this is. Too many Christians have been given so much, yet they keep it tightly sealed in, in themselves. No one passing near them would know for a moment that they, that they have the life of God in them not the tiniest particle of essence is allowed to come forth. The wonderful thing about God's perfume is that as fast as we send it forth, He keeps filling the bottle. Its fragrance may change and grow, but it is more glorious every time we send it forth. That is God's way. Listen to the words of this song as John and Penny Harris sing for us, I'll Never Fully Know. Thank you. 
Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion of our broadcast. This morning, the topic of our Bible study is, what is this grace message? And we've been talking about the grace message and that it was revealed to and through the Apostle Paul. We learn about the dispensation of the grace of God, mystery truth, through the Apostle Paul, Romans through Philemon. God raised up a new apostle one apostle with a new truth, the mystery truth about the body of Christ, a heavenly creature, a new creature created in Christ Jesus. Uh, and again, that's created for all eternity in the heavens. We're seated in heavenly places through the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, we learn about the mystery and we're dissecting this mystery that Paul reveals to you and I as members of the body of Christ. And you become a part of the body of Christ by accepting the, 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 what Christ has done for you on the cross, that through his death, his burial, and resurrection, belief in that, you can have uh, forgiveness of sins and eternal life. And you're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. It's the Holy Spirit that identifies you into the body of Christ, which is one body made up of many members. And so we've been talking about this mystery. Last time we talked about the mystery of godliness, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ being manifested through our daily life. That's why Paul constantly talks about walking in newness of life. That our old man has been paid for, that it's been crucified. And that Galatians 2.20 stands true to this day, that for I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but what? Christ liveth in me. And so today we're going to talk about the mystery of translation. But before we talk about that, I want to talk, share with you a story today that I had on a ride to school. I dropped my kids off today at school. I dropped the two oldest ones off, Ava and Blake, first. And then I drop off uh, Ivana to kindergarten. And we had a conversation about the Bible and the dispensations and what God is doing today. And we talked about uh, what it takes to get to heaven and what that Christ has paved the way that through the cross that what he did for us on the cross that belief and having total faith uh, only faith alone can save you in the finished work of the cross that through his death his burial and resurrection you can have forgiveness of sins and eternal life and we talked about the fact that we have the amazing hope that we have eternal life the amazing hope that we have that the body of Christ is going to be raptured out of here and uh, we're going to have a new body like the Lord Jesus Christ and and forever we're going to be with the Lord in the heavens. And uh, we talked about that. And then when my kids, the older two, got out of the car, and I said goodbye to them and I said I love you as well, Ivana asked me a question. Dad, what were you talking about earlier? And I said, well, we were talking about first what it takes to get to heaven. And I asked Ivana, what does it take to get to heaven? And she said to me, well, belief in the Lord Jesus Christ belief that he died on the cross for our sins. And I said, that's exactly right. I said, he died on the cross for our sins. He was buried and he rose again. And you believe in that, you can have eternal life. And we're going to be with him one day. Uh, Ivana then starts then another conversation. And she says, you know, Dad, I don't want to say goodbye to you. I don't want you to leave here 
and I don't want to say goodbye to you and you're there and I said well I said yes we do have that hope of eternal life knowing that if the Lord doesn't come back for us right now uh, that it, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord uh, but I told her I said you know I said let's just pray that the rapture happens soon or the rapture happens in our lifetime that we can go together and I said to her I said that's exactly what the Apostle Paul wanted for his own life and the rapture obviously didn't happen in his own life but what Paul talks about the rapture again it's not the second coming of Christ what Paul declares is a mystery 1st Corinthians fifteen fifty one tells us behold I show you a mystery we shall not all sleep but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed Paul declares that this mystery is a new thing being revealed to him for us for you and I today the day of grace the body of Christ I show you a mystery we shall not all sleep we shall all be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye in a moment at any moment at any time the Lord Jesus Christ can come back for the body of Christ. When you compare scripture with scripture in 1 Thessalonians 4:13, we Paul again declares about this mystery truth in a moment in a twinkling of an eye and he further expands on it. Uh, he says, "But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him." For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. What we have here is the mystery of translation. We have the resurrection of the body of Christ. And what we have is that you and I, as members of the body of Christ, believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, what he did for us on the cross, that we're going to have a secret resurrection. Where we're going to be in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, as 1 Corinthians 15 says, is that we're going to meet the Lord in the air. Again, this is not the second coming of Christ. The second coming of Christ is very clear in Matthew 24, where he states to us that uh, Matthew 24 verse 28 29 he says immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall be give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heaven shall be shaken and then shall appear the sign of the son of the sign of the son of man in heaven and then shall the, all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory the second coming of Christ happens after the tribulation. What we find in the Apostle Paul is that the body of Christ is saved from the wrath to come. 1 Thessalonians 5, 9 says, For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. And again, when the Lord touches ground at the second coming, and when they see him in the, in the heaven, they mourn, they cry, they're screaming, they're in agony. When the body of Christ 
meets the Lord, we're in the air and we're praising God and we're going to be with our already individuals who are with the Lord at our resurrection. And it's going to happen in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. And so the question is, what now, right? What now? What do we do until that day? Well, we're ambassadors for Christ, and we just had our missionary conference, and we're to fight the good fight of faith. We're in a spiritual warfare, folks, and the one thing Satan doesn't want anybody to know is to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. He also doesn't want them to know that they are not going to go through the tribulation and that you can rest in the finished work of Christ, and you have the promises of God's Word that you can rest assured that you are saved from the wrath to come, that you are not going to go through the Jacob's trouble, uh, Daniel's 70th week, or the tribulation, that we're going to meet the Lord in the air. And so, folks, you can comfort one another with these words. Until next time, we'll, t we'll expand on this topic more. But we're going to talk about the mystery of translation and our blessed hope. You have been listening to Joy in the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust you have received a spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Aaron Harris wishing you God's best for now and for eternity.